You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Phenomenal weather. Full day of sports. This is a great sports weekend. You got the NFL tomorrow. You got the college today. I'd say you have the baseball today, but it's really more you have the Yankees today. For those of you that are involved in the Ryder Cup, that thing continues along today and tomorrow as well. This is a good sports weekend. Real good. And we have three hours to spend together right here on 98.7 ESPN. A lot to do. A lot to unpack. Uh, Yankees, you know, Rick has said it for weeks now, and I have been of the mindset that I'm not so sure that the Yankees get in. And, and more the schedule than just their lack of talent. Nothing about this is lack of talent because they are, when you look at them, ultimately very talented, right? They have a ton of talent in the bullpen. Starting pitching has talent. Lineup should be better than it's been. Tremendously talented. But it's just something that's been missing for the entirety of the season. And we, we talk about in sports all the time, can you, can you just flip the switch, right? Can you play poorly against, for instance, the Orioles? And I mean, were the Yankees 11-8 and eight against Baltimore, which tr- truly, frankly, is, a, is an embarrassment to be 11-8 and eight against that team. Can you go 11-8 and eight against Baltimore? And can you be in a position where you have to go, I don't know, six and three at a minimum, probably seven and two, maybe eight and one down the stretch uh, against a tough nine-game competition. Can you just flip the switch and get that done? And most people will say, you know, you, you can't do it. In professional sports, you just can't do it. And Rick has kind of been the champion of if they, because the question I've asked is, if the Yankees get in, are you going to think that they can do anything? And most people have said, no, they've been so inconsistent, I don't believe it. And Rick has said, if they get in, it means they're going to be red, red hot down the stretch. You know, now they've won four in a row. Um, of the next eight, you got to figure they're going to go six and two, maybe even seven and one. If they get in for maybe even a home game with Garrett Cole on the mound, win that and then Tampa, maybe you are at the point. Maybe he's right. Maybe you are at the point where you have some confidence in the Yankees. But last night was just and exactly what you need, right? You're not taxing the bullpen. There is no stress. Like that's that's a flipping night. That's a that's a you're involved with the Yankees, and then they get up so big that you can flip over to see what's going on. Hey, Toronto's losing. Look at that. Go Twins. Go right. Or or let me let me take a peek at, at college football. You wouldn't dare. You wouldn't dare dive to the depths of turning the Mets on, I wouldn't think, right? I I flipped past the Mets last night. I like the Mets, and that's how irrelevant the Mets are. I flipped past the Mets. Eh, let me see. No, no interest. No, thank you. I'm done. So the Mets aren't even in the rotation on a night when you're flipping. But the Yankees, maybe they can. Maybe maybe they are just so talented. Because you look at this team, you're like, this, how, are they, how are they where they are? How, how is this club in a position where they need to really finish out the season strong to have a, a chance at the postseason? How is that possible? You know, maybe they can just flip the switch. Now, it's Garrett Cole, but, I mean, Evaldi's good. And I know you know him well, and you've gone up against him a million times, but Nathan is a good pitcher. And you went out there, and you obliterated them last night. Now, that game is over in the first inning. You put up three runs in the first. Gallo, I thought Gallo with a big hit to make it three. I thought the third run was big. You're up 3 nothing after the, the top of the first inning. You got Garrett Cole on the mound, and you're sitting pretty. Then Stanton hits the three-run homer, that bomb 
I mean, just the other way. He hits the hardest home runs I've ever seen in my life. And I don't love Stanton. And I don't think he's a great player. But my God. And he's giving you a good year. You know, we, we, we look through it all the time. What Yankees have done well, what have not, you know, who has not done well this year. And there's not a lot that you look at and say, this guy's really good. Re- like, he's had a really good year. Judge, absolutely. Like, phenomenal. And Stanton has had a good season. You know, the fact that, I mean, it's kind of pathetic that we're now like, oh, look, he can play the outfield a little bit. Oh, what a big boy. He can play the outfield. But it's true. He can play the outfield a little bit. And it helps, right? And the guy, offensively, has had a pretty good season. Now, Torres is not. Sanchez is not. Judge has. And Stanton, I I think, kind of has. So we sit here now. Yankees are one game behind Boston. Now, I believe, and I'm not 100% sure, but I'm very confident that if those two teams tie, Boston has the tiebreaker advantage. So if that, in fact, Jake, you probably know this, right? If they tie, Boston has a tiebreaker? I'm I'm not positive, but if it's head to head, Boston definitely win, is winning the head to head matchup this year. It is it is head to head. Then Boston is still in fact in. in and the if the Yankees win the final two, would Boston still be ahead? I would, still believe so. Yeah, okay. Yes. All right. So the answer is yes. So the Yankees have to have a better record than Boston to host the wild card game. And All not right? only that, I think Toronto as well holds the the tiebreaker over the Yankees. Yeah, but as well. Toronto is is you know falling apart as we watch them. They. You know, you lose one game in Minnesota. Okay, one game in Minnesota, fine. You lose two games in Minnesota? Like, you get – they didn't just lose two games. Like, like Barrios got hammered early in that game last night. They fall behind 3 nothing. This vaunted offense, right? This this vaunted lookout. This is a terrifying offense. Where, where are they? Now, I know Gurriel – and this was a, a freak injury the other night. Gurriel's playing the outfield. Ball gets hit to left, right? And – the the I guess Springer picks it up, throws it to the infield. Gurriel's right in front of him. He steps on his hand with the cleat, busts open the hand, bleeding all over the place, and Gurriel's now out of the lineup. So he, he has to leave that game that night, and then he didn't play yesterday. So, you know, Gurriel not playing, but you still have Bichette. You still have Guerrero. You still have the, the bulk of, of what they bring to the table. I, I don't know, man. You know, I, I was of the mindset that the Yankees just – it, this is not their year, and something is clearly missing, and it's not right. Maybe, maybe they'll be okay. Maybe they will. I mean, watching what you saw last night, that you got Cortez on the mound. Now, it changes quickly, and here's the thing, and we'll hear from Aaron Boone in just a moment. If the Yankees lose today, all of a sudden the conversation will go back to, oh, God, I don't know if we can. Like, that's what they've dug for themselves. That's what the Yankees have done to themselves. They are now in a position, you say, being fickle, being a fickle fan, being, a, you know, you're high when the team does well and you're low when the team doesn't. That's what the Yankees have done to themselves now this season. They have put themselves in position where you go out and you win a game like last night and everyone's on cloud nine, right? And, and let, let's hear from you, Yankees fans. 800-919-3776. I would think this morning you're going to be obnoxious. I would think. I would think this morning that you're going to be calling up saying, oh, here we are. We're, well, I guess you're not going to be a Red Sox fan. We, we're back. We're the Yankees. Look at, get out of our way, Rothenberg. All right, we're the Yankees. We don't need your Mets help. We're the Yankees. See ya. Right? And that same fan that's going to call this morning at 800-919-3776, look at us. Get out of our way. We got a run coming. We'll be the exact same fan who, if they lose today, will be calling tomorrow 
I I just don't know. Because that's what the Yankees have been this season. The Yankees have been this season the I don't know. And I don't know why. And I don't know how, to be frank with you. But but look at this right now. They're, they're great last night. You don't know what they're going to be today. You got to be optimistic. I, I would think right now that if you're a fan of this Yankees team and you, you really kind of take the temperature of the Yankees fan, it has to be optimistic, right? I mean, it, it has to be optimistic. You've now won four in a row. You hammered Boston. You have a two-game lead over Toronto. Things look as good as they've looked in weeks for this club. You trust your bullpen now. Severino is back. King is now back. Green looks like maybe he's righted the ship a little bit. Chapman looks like he's what he used to be. Cole is pitching well. Cortez is certainly very good. So all of a sudden, this monumental disaster that the Yankees have been, we now have eight games remaining. Eight games remaining. And I think there's a a pretty good chance that you're going to see the Yankees get in. And I will say this. I never thought they'd get in. Well, when they won 13 in a row and they had like a six-game lead, I thought they'd get in. But after they plummeted and fell behind and played like that against Baltimore and Cleveland and Minnesota, and it was like, oh, my God, they're not going to get in. But I will sit here and tell you this. If they get in, you don't think the Yankees with Cole on the mound can beat Boston? Of course they can. You don't think the Yankees can, in a a five-game series, beat Tampa? Now, I'm not saying they will, and I think Tampa poses different problems, but they could, and if they do that... Now, I'm not sitting here telling you Yankees get in, they go to the World Series by any stretch, but I will sit here and tell you, if the Yankees get in, I would have the mindset of, if I were a Yankees fan... Why can't why can't we go on a run? Like we we are talented enough to be able to go on a run. Why can't we go on a run? So that's the mindset. Now this same conversation happens tomorrow after a loss tonight, and it's God. I hope we get in, and I have no trust in the Yankees. But at the moment, right now, I think you have to eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. So we jump off with the Yankees. We're gonna get into the Jets. You know, all you people. And I look at you specifically, all you people that are already, I don't know about Zach Wilson, and maybe that was a mistake, and I think we should have held on to Darnold. I mean, really, shut up. I mean, stop it. You couldn't get Darnold out of town quickly enough. You wanted Wilson. The kid has tremendous promise. He struggled in two games, and already, I mean, already you're of the mindset that maybe we didn't take the right guy. Maybe we made a mistake. I mean, stop it. Giants. So so now, I said it last week, and everyone, how, how could you say that the Giants are in a must-win? Now, are the Giants in a must-win? Because I'll tell you what, if you lose tomorrow, you can flip the record from 0-3 to 0-6. You're not winning in New Orleans. If you lose tomorrow, and you lost that game to Washington, and you lost to Denver, you're not winning in New Orleans, you're not winning in Dallas, and you're not winning at home against the Rams. So this 0-3, maybe we're out of it, will be at 0-6. And the Jets, see, the Jets are different. It's just, just compete. You don't need to win. Just compete for me. We'll do a frenzy. We haven't determined a frenzy time. 
but we will determine a frenzy time. I'm thinking 10 o'clock, but I'll ask Ty in just a couple moments what time he wants to do the frenzy. Uh, Stump Rothenberg, as always, at 10.30. RJ Bell, we go out to Vegas at 11 o'clock. So, I mean, it's good stuff. It's a Saturday. You're running around. You're picking up your dry cleaning. You're going to the store, maybe the, the hardware store, whatever, taking the kids to sporting events, whatever it is that you do on a Saturday morning, you're in the car. I'm here to spend the morning with you. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. I guess it's fair to say polarizing Ty Butler because there are those that, that just adore him and there are those that really detest him, which I think is, is just a good host, period. I, I don't believe that to be true. I would surmise that the public approval rating for one Ty D. Butler is about like nine, it's like hovering no. around 93.5%. The last no. time I, I looked at the polls. No. Yes, it's about 93.5%. No, your Q rating is like a 53. No, like there it. are more people that like you than don't, but it's not overwhelming. Stop it. You're, uh, you're, you're I'm being honest with you. No, I, no. I hear often. You, but we, so obnoxious. But we know what you like. You ex, you exaggerate the truth no. so much. I'm telling you, there I'm, are people within my inner circle no, who detest you. No, there the I'm, test I'm that's you. very strong. The test, yeah, like just from listening to us talk about yeah. sports for three yeah. hours. The yeah. test, yeah, the test. I mean, that's more of an indictment of you than it is of no, me. No, not it? an indictment of me. Not you. Not I'm saying say, they love me. I'm saying the person who who no, could listen to the show or the people, people who could listen to the show. And, and understand like our sense of humor and like the type of relationship we have, where it's all fun and games. Listen, I like you. And, and, I'm not and saying I don't like you. I'm a big fan. I think you're talented, me. and I think you're it's entertaining. Crazy. But there, there are people within my inner circle. I don't believe you. Call well, them out. True. Then. Call them out. No, I won't do that. Yeah, because I mean, you don't defend your friends. I, I consider well, you that's to be not true at all. To me, you were invited to my way. I mean, too busy to attend. Uh, you know, God forbid, Disney World doesn't doesn't get Dave Rothenberg in attendance. Listen, we had a, we had a, a trip planned with airline tickets reserved, yeah. and okay. now we're gonna we're gonna not go. I showed up to your bar mitzvah. Well, it wasn't my bar mitzvah. Well, it was your son's. But bar if mitzvah. if you hadn't shown up, I would have understood. No, you would not have. Of you course, would not have I would have. Live it down. Oh please, you are just a giant baby. Like a, like not even a normal size baby, like a giant baby. No, listen, I gotta defend myself. You know. It, you are allowing people in your quote-unquote inner circle to detest me. Not, you know, have reservations about me, but What do you, what do you mean me. I'm allowing? You're allowing you, you, think, you think I have a mind hold on people? No. Yeah. They make their own decisions, and if they choose to detest yeah, you, you, then that's their choice. You you, you have to support your friends. And you, it, it's like you either condemn well, it or— Well, I will or, say, listen, you, you really, I, you really you don't like Ty? You, like he, he's just playing around. He's talented. No, I find him very annoying. In <laughs> fact, so much so that I've heard from multiple people, you know— Jake is much better yeah, than Todd. So this is much where I, I know that you're you're exaggerating. You're, no. you're, you're you're being facetious. Here's the thing. Nope. I've I heard this before. You either you either condemn it or you condone it. So if you're not condemning said things, you're condoning it. I want to well, know why when you said that people like me better, Ty said, oh, well, now I know you're right. joking. Right, yeah, well, yeah, that's a great point. Why, if I say they don't like you, Ty, you're like, well, well yeah, I could see that. But when they say they like Jake better, that becomes just, I could never believe something like that has well, taken place. Because there's a reason why you're using Jake as the example. Like, Because Jake is the example. As the test case. Jake's been on the show, I mean, for how long? 
Let's I mean, honest. he's in and out of the show. In I and out of the show. There's times that he's very he involved. And then there's this. Yeah, he's doing promotions. Listen, I want to get into the Yankees. I want to get into the Yankees. Oh, he's got I don't need, I don't need oh. your, your guys childish back and forth. Of, I'm better. This. He's better. We've got to mature up a little bit. Speaking right. of the Yankees, by the way, Dave, the playoffs have already begun. Let's oh, just yes. get that. Let's just get that straight. Um, the Yankees, according to Tankathon, coming into last night, the second most difficult remaining schedule. Uh, whereas Tampa, uh, whereas the Jays, I'm sorry, were 25th, and the Red Sox had the third easiest. So the Boy, playoffs you have should, already begun. You know, the Twins are the greatest thing that has ever come down the road for the Yankees. <laughs> yes. but, no, really, because they they have no concept of how to even compete with you guys. Like they, they see a pinstripe and they run in the other direction. <laughs> but any other team that gets in their way, all right, guys. Let's go it. out there and let's battle. Speaking right. of mind control, that's like a mind control thing. They, they, uh, what they're doing to the Blue Jays right now, I'll, it's embarrassing. Go Twins, go! As you said in your open, brilliant. Well, I didn't say. I didn't say go Twins, go. That's what you said. I said go Twins, go. You did. Ugh. You said if you're a Yankee fan, it has oh, to if be you're a Yankees fan, you have to No, I'm have... watching the game disgusted. Like I got Vladdy grounded out, and, and <laughs> Bo Bichette looks like he's never picked up a bat. I'm just, you know, Barrios is soiling himself and. Who the other night? Who was uh, Mats? I mean, come on! We gotta have it happen. I mean, if if we are to inject, um, why am I blanking on his name? The commissioner, um, uh, what's his name? Rob Manfred. If we Rob are Manfred. to inject him, Rob Manfred. Yes. If we are to inject him with truth serum, and we ask him, what would you what would you prefer the wild card matchup to be? He would he would say, without question, Yankees Red Sox. So we're trending into we're trending toward that direction. And, you know, hopefully we get it because that would be awesome. Uh, I think that's what you're going to get. I, I mean, and how delicious would this be? And I think it would be next Tuesday. Would be, yep. Okay. Next Tuesday, Yankees at Red Sox, Cole and Sale on the mound. Assuming the Yankees don't have to use Cole uh, Correct. next weekend against the Rays. Well, you're not going to use him for home field. So the only way that you're going to use Cole next week. Now, Cole pitched last night. So Saturday, Sunday. He'll pitch against Toronto. He'll pit, but when? Uh, I believe, what, Wednesday? When, okay, so if he goes Wednesday, you have full rested Cole on Mon- on Tuesday. Full, even, even extra rest Cole on Tuesday. So this came up on the broadcast yesterday as I was listening to uh, Kay and Cone. If the Yankees are in a situation where... They could overtake Boston for home field advantage. No way. In, no way. Would I pitch, no way would Cole? I pitch Cole. No Is it chance. not that important? No. Because Cone, Cone made the argument that it's very important. I think Cone is out of his mind. Well, because the Yankees— if I, if I am—let's let's just say I'm a game ahead, and if I win the game on Sunday against Tampa, I guarantee that I'm the home team. Because if you're tied and you win, you don't even guarantee it. So let's just say that's, you're that's, a game ahead. That's the tough part about it. Well, you can't you can't assume because Boston ends with what Baltimore. Yeah. So you can't you got to assume they're going to win, right? So I'd have to be a game ahead going into Sunday. If I'm a game ahead going into Sunday, there's no how can I pitch Cole just for the venue? I'm going to pitch Cole and then have to pitch Corey Kluber at home. You tell me right now. You guys are both huge Yankees fans. Would you rather have Corey Kluber at Yankee Stadium or Garrett Cole in Fenway? So I would rather I. W- I, I think it's easy. I would rather have yeah, Cole at Fenway. Um, the, the Red Sox end with the Nationals, by the way. They play Baltimore to start the week. Then they end, they end with the Nationals. But my only argument against that would be the Yankees this year, 2-5 and five at Fenway Park. 
It doesn't matter. They're not a great defensive team. Does, it, does, it doesn't matter. It's a well, wait, you're not a great defensive team regardless of where you play. Yeah, but— and You put Luke Voigt at first base, you're a disaster. <laughs> uh, you, you play at Fenway Park, it's a little tougher. It's just like in, in those games where it's a game seven, essentially, like every— you know, every little thing matters. Now, listen, if, if you gave me the option, would yeah, I would course. I rather would play rather at home or on the road? Of course, I'd rather play at home. But would you risk losing? But your I, best I'm not. I'm not going to. It's not even risk losing. I do lose him. Yeah, you you lose him for. It's it's not it's not if I win I don't lose him and if I lose I lose him. No no no. If I pitch him, I lose him. I I'm not doing that. It's a tough situation. You want to put all hands on deck? You want to tell me that, that you know, Herman and Severino are going to pitch two innings and Chapman's going to pitch to five batters, and, and uh, that's fine. But there's no way that if I have a one-game lead on that Sunday, next Sunday, as a matter of fact, that I, that I am pitching Gary Cole. No way. No chance. You should also, as the Yankees, have, have another pitcher be able to win a game. Because if, if, if you're saying – that the only chance you have of winning is for Garrett Cole to be on the mound, then you're drawing dead in the, pl- in the postseason anyway. So, I, and, I mean, and by, I agree by with the you. way, by the way, that's against a team that will have nothing to zero play to play for. Yeah, correct. Z- like, like zero. I, I, and I think that Tampa's going to want to beat you because I think they don't like you and would like to keep you out of the postseason. Sure. But give me a break. And, and, and I love Cone, and I think he's really good, and I know Kay thinks he is just phenomenal. That, to me, is a ridiculous argument. If I am in, and I am fighting for home field, there is no way, no chance, no how that I would pitch Garrett Cole. Uh, none. I All right. agree with you. Well, because I'm right. 800-919-3776. People lined up. They lined up. You. They love uh, you. Now, what time are we going to do the uh, the frenzy? So I'm thinking we, we just because we want to, uh, you know, have some separation between our two uh, segments – with the frenzy and Stump Rothenberg, I, I'm thinking 10 o'clock, top of the 10 o'clock hour. So 10 o'clock, frenzy, 10.30, Stump Rothenberg. Yes, and then okay. hopefully we uh, get an R.J. Bell appearance at 11 o'clock. You know, every week it's just up in the air. Oh, it, I mean, like I say every week, I mean, there is no squirrelier character. I mean, it, he, <laughs> if I said shady. to you, if I said to you, the portrait of a Vegas gambler, what would he be? You would say, <laughs> see R.J. Bell, see. right? And he's just super shady. Love RJ, so, but he's a shady guy. I don't think you like him, to be honest. I, I like RJ. No, I don't think you like him. I, I, I mean, let's be honest. I told you the people don't like you. I don't think you like RJ Bell. So let's be honest. Why would this ever be a conversation that we have on the air as RJ Bell is 90 minutes away from joining a show that I produce? Uh, because I think we, we, we are draped in honesty no, on the I show. I like RJ Bell. He's a good guy. He's just a little shady sometimes. Oh, very shady. Yeah. Very, I mean, he's Vegas. He, he is Is that Vegas. a guy you would say you trust? Like, would you would you want him to be your kid's godfather? No. No. See, see we're on the same no. page. We, we, I would want him to give my kids gambling advice. Yeah, sure. But not, no. If my, if my kids had some kind of an itch, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they needed to play a parlay, yes, R.J. Bell the guy. <laughs> we're going on vacation, R.J. Bell to watch them? No. 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 no uh, 800-919-3700. Seven six, Danny Long Island. Good morning, Dan. You're on ninety eight seven ESPN. Good morning, guys. Uh, first of all, Dave, you're hundred percent right about game number one sixty two. It's meaning if they're tight. But the game you have to win is one sixty three. So not only would I not pitch Derek Cole, I would I would make sure I don't put a single person in my bullpen and make them unavailable for the next day. So that well, game, it depends, Danny. Right. If if I'm already in, that's fine. If I Correct. if I have to 100%. win it to get in, then you know what? Then all bets are off. Then I do have to that's pitch right. those guys. 
Yeah, but if you're in, you're, you're not burning a pen and you're not burning Derek. You got to win the next game because Aaron Boone cannot be on that podium the next day after losing the game to the Red Sox, saying well, he wasn't available because of him yesterday. That, that, that's like that's like getting your quarterback hurt in a preseason game. Well, anyway, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's a day off. So if you play Sunday and you're locked into the wild card, you're off Monday. So you do have the day off. So you can pitch those guys. You just don't, don't want to tax them too much. As, as long as they're not burnt out. But listen. This this one sixty two is amazing, and the Yankee fans. I'm a Mets fan, but I've been the Yankees for months. This Mets, if they go on and win, they will be talking about this year. We talked about eighty six because it the emotional swings. What should be written in the code? Listen, Danny, your, your line's kind of a mess, so I'm going to jump in and 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 interrupt you. But here's the thing: you are not. I I think he his he was saying that if the Yankees go on to win that this will be comparable to 86, which I think is nonsensical. But if the Yankees win, this has been, and this so far, you know what's amazing to me? It's amazing to me that 48 hours ago it was, I I don't like our chances at all. And 48 hours later, it's if we go on to win the World Series. People are phenomenal. They really are. Absolutely phenomenal. We're done. We have no chance. We're on the outside looking in. Well, why not us? Why can't we be that team? It is incredible to me. 800-919-3776. Can we just take one day at a time? Really. It's Nick Pavetta. It's Nestor Cortez today at 4 o'clock. Win that game, and then you live to see tomorrow. You lose that game, and all of a sudden, there's, we can go on a run. You know what? Now Boston takes a stranglehold again for, for the home uh, game. And if Toronto wins, you're one game ahead of them. And you play them three times next week in Toronto. So let's just take it easy. And before we look at what are we going to do in the postseason, what are we going to do today? What are we going to do tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday of next weekend? You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Boston is 88 and 66. Yankees are one behind at 87 and 67. And Toronto now two games behind the Yankees. So, of course, Toronto plays Minnesota, then the Yankees, then I believe Baltimore. So, listen, they could still keep themselves within contention, but they are are treading water right now, right? I mean, Toronto has gotten themselves into big trouble, and the Yankees completely control their own destiny. Now, that being said, Yankees lose today, Toronto wins today, and this Shangri-La that we have this morning completely changes tomorrow uh also uh seattle is tied with toronto both of those teams 85 and 69 so you know what i i guess you got to keep an eye on on seattle as well because if toronto completely falls apart and you're the yankees and you're just mediocre then seattle can can creep up and and catch you but i I don't think that's my number one concern right now if i'm a fan of the yankees my number one concern is go out there and win games now ty you told me moments ago you have a compelling, compelling question to ask me. Well, what I was told. it's it's motivated by by something that our esteemed producer Jake brought up during the break, and it was that there are actual there are actual, you know, the living creatures out there who who say they they are Yankee fans who are actually rooting against them making the playoffs because of what it would mean for the fate of of Cashman and Boone if if such a thing is to happen. All right, now first first of all. I have news for you people. Cashman's not going anywhere. He's not. He's not. He's not. I, I know that that's difficult for you to comprehend. Brian Cashman 
is not going anywhere. You desperately want, and you know what happens? And and I, listen, I don't think Boone is great by any stretch, but that's what they want. They want a yes man. They want someone who is going to put. I see what you did there, yes man, like yes yeah. network. Yeah, that's, that's right. Pretty cool. But that, but that's what they want. They want someone that's going to, you know, be the puppet for what they are. They want someone that's going to be very optimistic, not blame the players. And we want you to do this in the seventh inning when there's two guys on and one out. We want this guy to pitch for one inning. We want this lineup. And Aaron Boone is exactly that person. If you said they moved on from Aaron Boone and a a Buck Showalter got the job or like a like a grizzled baseball veteran that was going to be left alone to do what he wanted, yeah, you know what? I, I would be all for it. You got to get rid of Boone. But if you get rid of Boone, you know what you're going to have? Another Aaron, Aaron Boone. Boone again, just with a different name. And a different look. So my question is... Yeah, what's your if question? If we go back to the Yankees fired Girardi in 2017. Since then, they've won a grant, and it was because they felt like this next guy could get them to you know the next step, and that's winning a championship. Right. Since then, they've won a grand total of two playoff series. So what is the worst-case scenario for Aaron Boone as far as him being able to return next year? Like, could he get to the playoffs and lose the wild card game and get back? Yes. The, yes. So they, so they. Could, I think he's back. Regardless of, what, I, think, I yeah, I do. I, I think Aaron Boone is back. So, I think if the Yankees over the next eight games go five and three, and fall out of it and do not win the second wild card, I still believe Aaron Boone is back next year. That, I do. That is fascinating to me. I do. I absolutely do. I disagree I think, with you, Dave. You think they would get rid of it? There's I, no I, way Cashman's going to go, mm-hmm. and you know that Boone is Cashman's guy. I think Boone and and the Yankees need to make the ALCS for Boone oh, to still be here. You are out of your mind. You think that the Yankees have to get in, win a wild card game, beat the Rays, and then lose for him to be safe? That, that if I was in charge of the Yankees, no, that no, would no, be... no, 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 no. Hang on a second. What do you think is going to happen? And you being in charge of the Yankees are two completely different things. What are you asking me right now, Ty? I'm asking you what what you think is going to happen. Yes. What I believe happens is that regardless of if they get in or not, Aaron Boone is back. But what now, are you saying about the standard then of the organization? If you're going to get rid of a, a manager who won you a World Series, who was 27 outs away from getting back to the World Series, to bring in this guy who since then has won two playoff series, you have you haven't been as far as Girardi's gotten him. Like, what are you now saying about the standard and how we hold our managers accountable? Um, I don't think they do hold them accountable anymore. And, and I'll tell you why. And I explained it before. Because they want extensions of what they want. But that's they, embarrassing for the sport. Not just the well, organization. Well, you could say it's for embarrassing for whatever. But look, look, how many managers around Major League Baseball do you think can go and do exactly what it is that they want to do? Put the lineup out there that they want. Make the pitching changes that they want. Pinch it, guys, that they want. Do you do you think that Luis Rojas is that guy? No. So no. how do we how do we evaluate managers in baseball then? If like what because I, I don't think you can. I I think you evaluate managers in baseball based on are they good soldiers in the system? And I think that Brian Cashman looks at Aaron Boone and says, "Good soldier takes a lot of bullets for this team, answers a lot of tough questions. That's so lame it is up there and oh I mean oh I mean it would drive me insane. It's lame. but all always puts on a happy face." 
you know, I, I mean, Gary Sanchez can't block a ball to save his life. What do you think about that? Well, listen, Gary's good, and he just had a moment there. Or, or Glaber Torres. You had to fundamentally switch your infield with three weeks left in the season where you couldn't keep Glaber Torres at shortstop. And what do you think about Glaber? Well, Glaber's just, you know, a little out of sync. And he'll he's see, having I mean, quality it, at bats. That's it drives me insane, but yeah, that's what they want. Well, so here's my problem. Like, I watched a Red Sox team last year, albeit in a shortened season, finish 20 games under 500. Now they're going to make the playoffs. You know, they got hit with COVID. They could have been better. But the only change they really made was their manager. Their manager. So well, they brought they, managed... they brought like Hunter Renfro in, and Verdugo's a full time okay. player. And yeah, but Damn. you're right. The man, you're right. They... The, Alice Cora is, is a fantastic manager. So what what I'm saying is, I know that there's still value in managers in baseball, like that still exists. Well, so, I don't think I and I'm I'm being sincere when I say this. I do not think it exists at the same level when it comes to the Yankees. I think I, I think if George and I don't necessarily think this is a great thing. I think if George was still running things here and the Yankees are what they are and have underwhelmed a lot recently, that Boone would probably be gone. But it's a different Yankees franchise now. If you don't win, it's fine. As long as you're good with the media and you prop your players up when they're when they're performing poorly, then like that's okay. Like that's the uh, standard okay. here now? I, I think I think that yes, I think that that we have the GM that we want, and the GM wants someone who's an extension of him who will do what he wants. And Aaron Boone is that guy. So do I get rid of Aaron Boone and bring in another Aaron Boone, or do I bring dance with my date better. of what I'm comfortable with? You can't have both. You can't have someone who's a better manager who's who's also an extension of the GM. Well, who's a better manager? I mean, wh- who do you look at out there and you say, you know what, give me that guy. He's better. Well, than I'm Boone. not making the the amount of money Brian Cashman is to go out there and you know find guys and and vet the you know the system out there. See, you're really raining on the on the Yankees parade today no, because I'm, this I... should be an optimistic. We hammered the Red Sox. Cole was really good. We're now the wild card team number two. We could overtake Boston. What you just said. You think about what you you should be the Yankee fan throwing a a celebration, a parade, because we are now solidified as the second wild card. Well, at least live in the moment a little bit. By the way, I I don't think you have to you have to look at the at the micro right now. I mean, look, look, you're a wild card team. You don't know what that's going to be. I feel good. I'm optimistic, but I mean, let's not sit here and act like you know they they just won the world. They won. No, this has been a substandard season for the Yankees. If I would have told you before the year, you'd be You'd be fighting tooth and nail to get in as the second wild card. You would have never signed on for that. But you adjust your expectations. Uh, And right now, I think you expect them to get in. And right now, you expect that there's a chance that they can go on a run. So Boone, Cashman, firing, whatever. I don't even think that's, that's worthy of entertaining at the moment. What is worthy of entertaining at the moment is a little football frenzy. So you say, what what is the frenzy? We're going to now... Move our attention to the NFL and anywhere you want to go. I mean, really, anywhere that you want to go. You want to go Giants? Great. You want to go Jets? Great. You need a fantasy advice question? Great. Survivor? Great. Gambling? Great. Chargers? Great. Anywhere. The only rule is that you just get right to your question. No salutations. No, hey, Dave, love the show. Ty, I do love him. Ty, he is a little ornery. I'm a big fan of Jake. I think he's more talented. None of it. You get right to your question question take you you ask it you get out we answer it 1-800-919-3776 you say i don't know i'm a little shy i i don't i don't love making phone calls and being live on the air you know what at rothenberg espn and there you go 
It's very simple. We'll read your tweet on the air if it's good. Boston is 88 and 66. Yankees are one behind at 87 and 67. And Toronto now two games behind the Yankees. So, of course, Toronto plays Minnesota, then the Yankees, then I believe Baltimore. So, they, listen, they could still keep themselves within contention, but they are they are treading water right now, right? I mean, Toronto has gotten themselves into big trouble, and the Yankees completely control their own destiny. Now, that being said, Yankees lose today, Toronto wins today, and this Shangri-La that we have this morning completely changes tomorrow. Uh, also, uh, Seattle is tied with Toronto, both of those teams, 85 and 69. So, you know what? I, I guess you got to keep an eye on, on Seattle as well because if Toronto completely falls apart and you're the Yankees and you're just mediocre, then Seattle can can creep up and, and catch you. But I, I don't think that's my number one concern right now if I'm a fan of the Yankees. My number one concern is go out there and win games. Now, Ty, you told me moments ago – you have a compelling, compelling question to ask me. Well, is what I was told. it's it's motivated by by something that our esteemed producer Jake brought up during the break, and it was that there are actual there are actual, you know, living creatures out there who who say they they are Yankee fans who are actually rooting against them making the playoffs because of what it would mean for the fate of of Cashman and Boone if if such a thing is to happen. All right, now first first of all. I have news for you people. Cashman's not going anywhere. He's not. He's not. He's not. I, I know that that's difficult for you to comprehend. Brian Cashman is not going anywhere. You desperately want, and you know what happens? And, and I, listen, I don't think Boone is great by any stretch, but that's what they want. They want a yes man. They want someone who is going to put. I see what you did there. Yes man. Like yes yeah. network. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's pretty cool. But, that, but that's what they want. They want someone that's going to, you know, be the puppet for what they are. They want someone who's going to be very optimistic, not blame the players, and we want you to do this in the seventh inning when there's two guys on and one out. We want this guy to pitch for one inning. We want this lineup. And Aaron Boone is exactly that person. If you said they moved on from Aaron Boone and a a Buck Showalter got the job or like a, like a grizzled baseball veteran that was going to be left alone to do what he wanted, yeah, you know what? I, I would be all for it. you got to get rid of Boone. But if you get rid of Boone, you know what you're going to have? Another Aaron, Aaron Boone. Boone again, just with a different name and a different look. So my question is, yeah, what's your if question? If we go back to the Yankees fired Girardi in 2017. Since then, they've won a grant, and it was because they felt like this next guy could get them to you know the next step, and that's winning a championship. Right. Since then, they've won a grand total of two playoff series. So what is the worst-case scenario for Aaron Boone as far as him being able to return next year? Like, could he get to the playoffs and lose the wild-card game and get back? Yes. The, yes. So they so they. Could, I think he's back. Regardless of what— I think, I, Yeah, I do. I, I think Aaron Boone is back. So, I think if the Yankees over the next eight games go 5-3 and three and fall out of it and do not win the second wild-card, I still believe Aaron Boone is back next year. That, I do. That is fascinating to me. I do. I absolutely do. I disagree I think, with you, Dave. You think they would get rid of that? There's I, no I, way Cashman's going to go, mm -hmm. and you know that Boone is Cashman's guy. I think Boone and and the Yankees need to make the ALCS for Boone oh, to still be here. You are out of your mind. You think that the Yankees have to get in, win a wild card game, beat the Rays, and then lose for him to be safe? That, that, if but, I was in charge of the Yankees, no, that no, would no, be, no, 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 no. 
hang on a second. What do you think is going to happen? And you being in charge of the Yankees are two completely different things. What are you asking me right now, Ty? I'm asking you what what you think is going to happen. Yes. What I believe happens is that regardless of if they get in or not, Aaron Boone is back. But what now, are you saying about the standard, then, of the organization? If you're going to get rid of a, a manager who won you a World Series, who was 27 outs away from getting back to the World Series, to bring in this guy who since then has won two playoff series, you, have, you haven't been as far as Girardi's gotten him. Like, what are you now saying about the standard and how we hold our managers accountable? Um, I don't think they do hold them accountable anymore. And, and I'll tell you why. And I explained it before. Because they want extensions of what they want. But that's they, embarrassing for the sport. Not just the well, organization, Well, you could say it's for embarrassing for whatever. But look, look, how many managers around Major League Baseball do you think can go and do exactly what it is that they want to do? Put the lineup out there that they want. Make the pitching changes that they want. Pinch it, guys, that they want. Do you, do you think that Luis Rojas is that guy? No. So no. How, do we, how do we evaluate managers in baseball then? If, like, what, because I, I don't think you can. I think you evaluate managers in baseball based on are they good soldiers in the system. And I think that Brian Cashman looks at Aaron Boone and says, good soldier. Takes a lot of bullets for this team. Answers a lot of tough questions. It's so lame. It is up there. and oh, I mean, oh, I mean, it would drive me insane. It's lame. But all, always puts on a happy face. You know, I, I mean, Gary Sanchez can't block a ball to save his life. What do you think about that? Well, listen, Gary's good, and he just had a moment there. Or, or Glaber Torres. You had to fundamentally switch your infield with three weeks left in the season where you couldn't keep Glaber Torres at shortstop. And what do you think about Glaber? Well, Glaber's just, you know, a little out of sync. And he'll he's think, having I mean, quality it, at bats. That's it drives me insane, but has, that's what they want. Well, so here's my problem. Like, I watched a Red Sox team last year, albeit in a shortened season, finished 20 games under 500. Now they're going to make the playoffs. You know, they got hit with COVID. They could have been better. But the only change they really made was their manager. Their manager. So well, they brought they, they brought like Hunter Renfro in, and Verdugo's a full time okay. player. And yeah, but Damn. you're right. The you're man, right. They, they, Alice Cora is, is a fantastic manager. So what what I'm saying is, I know that there's still value in managers in baseball, like that still exists. Well, so, I don't think I and I'm I'm being sincere when I say this. I do not think it exists at the same level when it comes to the Yankees. I think I, I think if George and I don't necessarily think this is a great thing. I think if George was still running things here and the Yankees are what they are and have underwhelmed a lot recently, that Boone would probably be gone. But it's a different Yankees franchise so if, now. If you don't win, it's fine. As long as you're good with the media and you prop your players up when they're, when they're performing poorly, then, like, that's okay? Like, that's uh, the standard okay. here now? I, I, th I think that, yes, I think that, that we have the GM that we want, and the GM wants someone who's an extension of him who will do what he wants, and Aaron Boone is that guy. So do I get rid of Aaron Boone and bring in another Aaron Boone? Or do I bring dance my date better. of what I'm comfortable with? You can't have both. You can't have someone who's a better manager who's, who's also an extension of the GM. Well, who's a better manager? I mean, wh who do you look at out there and you say, you know what, give me that guy. He's better well, than Well, I'm Boone. not making the, the amount of money Brian Cashman is to go out there and, you know, find guys and, and vet the you know the system out there. See, you're really raining on the, on the Yankees parade today. No, because I'm, this I... should be an optimistic. We hammered the Red Sox. Cole was really good. We're now the wild card team number two. We could overtake Think Boston. 
what sweep you the just series. said. You think about what you you should be the Yankees fan throwing a a celebration, a parade, because we are now solidified as the second wild card. Well, at least live in the moment a little by bit. By the way, I don't, I don't think you have to you have to, to look at the ma- at the micro right now. I mean, look, look no, no, you're I a feel, wild card I, team. I, I you don't know good. what that's going to be. I feel good. I'm optimistic, but I mean, let's not sit here and act like you know they they just won the world. They won. No, the this has been a night. substandard season for the Yankees. Yeah. If I would have told you before the year you'd be you'd be fighting tooth and nail to get in as the second wild card you would have never signed on for that but you adjust your expectations Uh, and right now i think you expect them to get in and right now you expect that there's a chance that they can go on a run so boone cashman firing whatever i don't even think that's that's worthy of entertaining at the moment what is worthy of entertaining at the moment is a little football frenzy so you say what what is the frenzy we're going to now move our attention to the NFL and anywhere you want to go. Re- I mean, really, anywhere that you want to go. You want to go Giants? Great. You want to go Jets? Great. You need a fantasy advice question? Great. Survivor? Great. Gambling? Great. Chargers? Great. Anywhere. The only rule is that you just get right to your question. No salutations. No, hey, Dave, love the show. Ty, I do love him. Ty, he is a little ornery. I- I'm a big fan of Jake. I think he's more talented. None of it. You get right to your question. Take you, you ask it, you get out, we answer it. 1-800-919-3776. You say, I don't know, I'm a little shy. I, I don't I don't love making phone calls and being live on the air. You know what? At Rothenberg ESPN. And there you go. It's very simple. We'll read your tweet on the air if it's good. It's time for a frenzy. <laughs> a football frenzy. Any team, any player, any question. Call now at 888-729-3776 or tweet at Rothenberg ESPN, hashtag football frenzy, and ask us your NFL questions. Everyone can play, and we'll make the frenzy the truly hard play of the game, brought to you by Truly Hard Seltzer. So how do you play? I mean, it's simple. You have a question, and you ask it. That's it. 1-800-919-3776 on Twitter at Rothenberg ESPN. Uh, Jake and Ty, will either or both of you be participating in the uh, frenzy today? Oh, yeah, of course. I have a question for you as well. Okay, great. Uh, Are you ready to roll here? Uh, Let's do it, my friend. Uh, All right, we got buzzers, we got whistles, we got all of it. Make sure the questions are solid and that there's no salutations. Uh, let Let me start out by saying this. I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. So you don't need to call and ask how I'm doing. Uh, slept really well last night. Beautiful day. I think I'm going to go to the high school football game with my kids later today. Certainly we'll watch the Yankees and the Red Sox. Uh, we might take in Ted Lasso tonight, and then I'll be up early tomorrow morning. Ben has a doubleheader in the morning before a full day of football. So that's how I'm doing. Now you don't need to know. Cullum in the Bronx. Lead us off on the frenzy. David, who do you have the most confidence in and who has the most to lose between between Graham, Garrett, and Jones going into this game? Into this game, um, boy, I would say Garrett has the most to lose. Garrett, um, and that play calling at the end of uh, of the Washington game just really was so awful. But you know what? Graham has not been good either. But here's the thing: I think Garrett could lose his job at some point. I don't see. Patrick Graham is someone that's on the verge of losing his job. And Jones is, is going to be your quarterback for the entire year. So the most to lose is Jason Garrett. CJ and Caldwell, you're on the frenzy, CJ. Do the Eagles have a shot Monday night against the Cowboys? Yeah, I think they do. Listen, the Cowboys are not great, and the Eagles are not awful. 
Uh, Amari Cooper is banged up. You know that Lyle Collins is out. The Eagles hammered Atlanta. They competed with San Francisco. The Cowboys have played well, but to say that the Eagles can't compete, the number's not 14. I think the number's four and a half. Absolutely they can compete, and they have a shot. Ralph and Queens. Ralphie, you're on the frenzy. Well, the Giants put up 35 over or under. Oh, no way. 35. The, if the Giants put up 35, it would be like the Chiefs scoring 60. The Giants will not put up 35 unless, unless they get at least one, if not multiple, turnovers deep in Atlanta territory. Um, Young TC tweets in at Rothenberg ESPN. Cardinals or Broncos for the survivor pick? I think you win with both. I'm partial to the Broncos. It's their home opener, and I, I always prefer to take teams at home over the road and Cardinals on the road in Jacksonville this week. Mel in Jersey. Mel, you're on the frenzy. Hey, Dave. I'm comfortable with Daniel Jones being the quarterback of the future because I see he's not the problem. How oh, do you, you feel? You're killing us. You're ki- I mean, come on. Jake, you're, you're killing me there. Killing me. Usually the Hey Dave is okay, so I was letting it go. First of all, he, he goes with the Hey Dave, going. and then and then he, he breaks into just a monologue. I'm comfortable with this. I like this. It's beautiful outside. I mean, stop it. We've told you. Get right to your question. 800-919-3776. Jake, show them how it's done, please. Who will end up as the second-best target for Daniel Jones behind Sterling Shepard? This week or this season? Overall, with Evan Ingram back at the end of the season, who will be the number two guy behind Sterling Shepard? I, I tell you, you better hope it's Kenny Galladay, because if it's not, you've spent a whole lot of money on a guy that's not going to produce for you. So I will say Galladay, and I will say it's clearly not going to be Kadarius Tony, who is way behind, and they obviously have zero confidence in at the moment. Well done by you, Jake. Uh, Brian and Bergen. Brian, you're on the frenzy. What do you think it's going to take for you to start having some faith or believe in the Broncos besides sweeping the sad New York teams? Uh, I don't know. I mean, let's see a couple more weeks of, of what Denver has to offer. I, I mean, right now you feel good about them, but let, let's be fair. You beat who? You beat the Giants in week one, which doesn't move the needle tremendously. You beat Jacksonville in week two, which doesn't move the needle tremendously. And you have the Jets week three. I, let's be fair. You could be talking about three of the worst, what, five teams in the NFL to open up your, your season. So the schedule maker did you a tremendous favor uh, if you're the Denver Broncos. Uh, that being said, you know what? You're winning the games you have to win, and good for them. Ray in Jersey. Ray, you're on the frenzy. Hey, Dave. Would it be wise to take Denver in a knockout pool this week? Yes. A- absolutely it would. Um, Gregory Manrique. Maybe it's Manrique. I'm not really sure. How do the Jets steal a win in Denver? All right, we we start with controlling the clock. We move on to you can't turn the football over. And Zach Wilson has to make a play. And I think you need to be conservative and let your defense kind of do the talking for you. And establishing a run game would certainly help you as well. Uh, James Napoleon on Twitter. Which New York team is in better shape going into the 2022 season? See, I, I just don't know what the Giants' shape is going to be. I mean, do the Giants move on from their GM? You'd have to think so. Do they move on from their quarterback? If they move on from their quarterback and they take a young kid, then the Jets are clearly in better shape. If the Giants move on from their quarterback and they, they had, you know, I, I don't Aaron Rodgers, I don't, I don't know that they do, but then that's different. So it's hard to answer. Right now I'd say the Giants, but that could easily, easily change. Tony and Wayne. Tony, you're on the frenzy. How long before Zeke starts chirping if Pollard keeps out rushing him? 
Uh, you know what? Zeke really should shut up because if if you're winning games and the second guy is playing well, then what what are you going to say? And Pollard right now looks like he's he's certainly a more explosive running back than Ezekiel Elliott, and I don't want to say he's better, but there's not a tremendous difference. I think Zeke's still good, but I think Pollard is is not far off, and and a two headed monster there is is good for the Cowboys. Uh, Birdo and Elizabeth, Birdo, you're on the frenzy. Berto, Berto, oh no, Berto. Sharif in Manhattan. Sharif, you're on the frenzy. Hey, what's going on? Uh, uh, Brady? Oh, I mean, Jake. I mean, Jake. Jake. You know what, Jake? You should buzz yourself. Really. Because you know how this is played. And there's like multiple people that you're allowing with the, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Again, we should. Again, we need to make some ground rules. I think we should just not even add in the Hey Dave because people are getting thrown off that they're allowed to do the Hey Dave, and then I think they get all choked up all right, and they so forget their then. question. You, so you, nothing. Right to the question. Right to the question. No Hey Dave, right to the question. Right to – Ty, here's what we're going to do. You're going to show the people how it's done. Ty, you are on the frenzy. Big game in the NFL tomorrow. We've got the Buccaneers against the Rams. This is terrible, by the way. Who do you who do you have in this game? What, what's the significance of it? Who do you that, got? That's it. Let Just say hear. who do you like in the Bucks and the Rams? Who do you game like of the, the week: game? Bucks, Rams. Who do you like? That's it. Who do you that like? was not leading by example. Uh, I like the Rams. I, I think the Rams are going to win this game. They're home. They, they didn't they, they didn't bring in Matthew Stafford to beat the teams that they've beaten. They brought in Matthew Stafford to win this kind of game. And let's be fair: Tampa's two and zero. They did not look great opening night. You had a, a competitive fourth quarter game against Atlanta. Now they go on the road against a different opponent than they've seen. I really like the Rams to win this game. I do. I think they're going to win, and I think the the Rams are getting a point, so you can bet on the money line and win a little bit more. Let's go to Joe in North Jersey. Joey, you're on the frenzy. Fellow crazy Giants fans, right now make a decision. Are we living with Daniel Jones or not? Oh, my God. Um, No. I do not think that he is the long-term answer at quarterback for the Giants. Ryan in Charlotte, the Queen City. Ryan, you're on the frenzy. There's a football question for you. Starter sit, Saquon Barkley, Derek Henderson, or J.D. JD McKissick, Robinson, James Robinson? Oh, my goodness. There's a lot there. Uh, you got to see what Henderson's status is going to be. And the problem with that is Saquon Barkley plays before Daryl Henderson. You should have an idea. Uh, but, again, they play against a tough rushing defense. I, I think Barkley is your answer there. And what was the second one he asked, James Robinson or, or who? Do we know? We don't know? All right. Then we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, but I think you have to play Barkley over Henderson because of the injury and because Barkley is a, a much better matchup. Um, Jake, there's a lot of pressure on you now. Birdo is back. And you believe that he's going to be competent this time he's around? He's back. I didn't screen him, so I have no confidence. But I think we should give him a second try. All right. Birdo and Elizabeth, let's see what you got. Hey, if the Rams win, beat the are they going to be the favorites to go to the Super Bowl from the NFC? Yeah. If the Rams win, all of a sudden they will be the darling. Now, remember, it could change a million times. There's 14 games to go after this week. But, yes, if the Rams win, um, they will all of a sudden – vault up but again San Francisco's in that division 
Arizona's in that division. you got to figure Arizona's going to be 3-0. and So as great as the Rams look, and if they win that game tomorrow, you vault them to the top. they got a lot of work to do to win that division. Um, not a real Giants fan tweets in. Will Deshaun Watson be playing for the Dolphins by the end of the season? He will be playing for the Dolphins. By the end of the season, I will say no. I will say no. And there you have it. That is what we like to call the football frenzy. So blow it dead there, Jake. Nice. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. All right, we'll see if you can do it. Stump Rothenberg brought to you by the law offices of the great Andrew M. Cohen. Now, Ty, you just whispered in my ear. These are really tough questions. Today, yeah, we, huh? we've, we've got a couple of them that, I'm, you know, as someone who is very confident in, in your abilities when it comes to this thing. You, you don't love it, huh? Um, I, I think you might be drawing dead. It's specifically specifically with uh, one baseball question. I, I'd be shocked if you that, got this one. It's that difficult, huh? Yeah. Um, well, before we play, why don't you give us the updated standings? All right, so you went 11-3 and three last week. Uh, not great, but... Not great. No, I'm just kidding. Awesome. So you are now, we're approaching a milestone. So you're 246-56 and 56 since we started keeping the standings, oh. which means you're approaching 200 games over 500. Yes. Good we'll, we'll Lord, get there today. you're good. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get oh, there wow. Today. You're, oh, you're yeah. calling well, what, the we're shot. We're 246 and what? 56. So you're gonna so, clear. You're gonna clear ten games today. I think I'd like to go thirteen and three today. Maybe wow. twelve and one. Like yeah, I, I hope. Maybe not. But by next week we'll be over two hundred. No, games. don't walk it back now. You no, no. I think today clear. we're gonna do it. All but right. I'm saying by next week, definitely by today. I feel confident. You ready to go? Let's do it. All right. Let's start with uh, Dave in Queens. Dave, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, thank, thank you, and uh, thank your sponsor, Mr. Cohen. Um, yeah. Excellent, excellent law firm. Um. Bruce Willis, all his movies, there's been this actor, male actor, has been in most of all of the most times with Bruce Willis in all of his movies. Which male actor is this? You know what I mean? He's appeared I, in the I most. I actually have zero understanding of what you're saying. Bruce Willis, what? Okay, I'll tell you clearly. I'm sorry, sir. Bruce Willis, in all his films in Hollywood, this, this male actor has appeared the most times. Along with him in these movies, which male actor? Known male actor. Known male actor. Very well known. Very well known. Most Bruce Willis movies. I mean, he's been in so many movies. Was the one with the kid where he was a dead guy? Um, I don't know that I'm gonna know this. I mean, it was it was the 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 cop from Die Hard was in a couple. Uh, I'll say him. I don't even know that I know his name. Al Powell was his his name. Uh, That's your answer, my man. I don't know. I I don't think it's going to be right. I'll I'll go with uh, with yeah. Uh, I I can't even remember his name. He was on on the uh, TV show as well. 
Um, this is just Hollywood. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, yeah, I'll go with uh, Sergeant Al Powell. No, it's Samuel L. Jackson. All right. Well, he was in the Tarantino movies. That's for sure. But he, I don't think he's in any of the diehards. All right. Uh, th- that's fine. I mean, I guess he gets me. We'll p- move him on to the second round. You love that question, Ty? I thought it was a pretty good question. Yeah, all right. I'm not going to beat you up for it, but I didn't. I don't think it's a great question. Um, let's move along. Let's go to uh, Hank and Patchog. Hank, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. Uh, NFL. Yep. Uh, in the history of the NFL, there's only been two running backs ever to rush for a thousand yards for three different teams. Not O.J. Anderson. Hello? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. I think. Hello? Willis, I'm thinking. I'm sorry. Um, did Willis McGahee? Might be one. I don't think O.J. Anderson was on, on three different teams he could have done. How about Ricky Waters with San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Seattle? Is that your final answer? David? I'm thinking. I mean, McGahee definitely did it with, with Buffalo. And Baltimore. I think, well, I, yeah, I think McGahee and Waters is the answer. Final answer. Yes, good job. Well, thank you. That's a hard question, Ty. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, how about I, that? I, I told you today is going to be it's going to be tough for you. Yeah, I don't love that question. But that was a better question than the, than the first question, though. I didn't love that one. By of any course, respect. because you got it right. No, because I, I mean, do, do you really care if you're in a bar? Uh, first of all, do we even know that that's the right answer? I mean, I honestly, I do you, do you, turn... can you confirm that that's the right answer? Okay, I had to turn away a guy who wanted to ask you about you know halftime performances at, at the Super Bowl. As if anybody cares about that. With all due respect to you know to the gentleman who called, no one cares about that. No, no one cares. But I, I also think, and again, I don't think it was horrendous. I don't think anybody cares. And again, I don't know. Can we confirm that that's the answer, Samuel L. Jackson? Sure, we can. Okay, Parker in Brooklyn. Parker, I'm one and one, and you're next up. Hi. Um, Hi. Three different uh, presidents have been impeached by the House of Representatives, but in all of American history, who is the only? U.S. Senator to be impeached. Give this to me again. Who is the only United States Senator to be impeached? The only U.S. Senator to be impeached. So the whole president thing had, had nothing to do with anything. Um, I was just setting the stage. Yeah, no, I, I got you. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Johnson, I know was impeached. This is this got to be forever ago, right? It was a while back. Yeah. Um, Clinton, of course, impeached. Trump impeached multiple times. Um, God, I don't know. Um. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't have the answer for you. 
The answer is William Blount of Tennessee. And why was William Blount impeached? Oh, he's gone already. Is he gone, or you put him on hold for round two? Boy, these are some doozies today, huh, Ty? It's a tough one. Wow. All right, Steve in Brooklyn. Steve, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. And I got to say, I think today's the day I cracked the daily double seal. So, so let's see if, if I got a... You don't, you don't be- Steve, you don't believe that. I got a good college one piece. If I get through here, I think I may get it today. All right. I got a football one for you, Dave. Go ahead. So, so journeyman quarterback Josh Johnson is on the Jets practice squad. So that led me down a little rabbit hole of who is the Edwin Jackson of football. So my question is, which NFL player holds the record for playing for the most different teams? And it's 10 teams. Mm. That's not a bad question. Um, and it is modern day. I'll say that too. It's not like some old-timey crazy nonsense. Yeah. Now, I know J.T. O'Sullivan had been on a million teams, the quarterback, but I think he was so also— So, J.T. O'Sullivan, like Josh Johnson, had a lot of different stops, but they only played in the NFL with a couple of teams, like actual game action. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. played in game action. So, this, yeah. has to be, this has to be game action? Yes, he played for 10 different teams. But Josh Johnson, 13 teams he's been a part of, but only played for four teams. See, I don't think McCown was on enough. Fitzpatrick is another guy that, that jumps into my mind. Um, Fitzpatrick, so Johnson. And it's not O'Sullivan, right? You've said it's not him? Yes, he, like I said, he's similar to Johnson, where they had a bunch of different stops around the league, but they didn't actually play in games for teams. Um, oh, boy. How, Steve Berline played on a lot of teams, I know. Oh. Uh, Chris Chandler play on him. This is not not an easy question. Is Fitzpatrick the answer? I don't think he's ten though. Do we count Washington? As a, as a football team, Washington, yes. Um, yeah, but I will say this also includes kickers and punters, not to give it away. So it's not all right, so it's not a quarterback. Um I don't know. I'm just buying time here. Um, is it one of the Grammaticas? So it includes kickers and punters. All right, so it's obviously going to be a kicker or punter. Um, Billy Cundiff. Is that a final answer? Final answer. So this guy, it's not Billy Cundiff, and this guy actually kicked for your New York football Giants for one game. Shane Graham. Wow. I, I mean, th- these questions are just almost impossible to get today, Ty. I told you. I was I was nervous. You were all confident about well, getting I, to that, I, 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 that Again, I don't, I, don't, I don't know that, that anybody is, is thinking of themselves, boy, Shane Graham, where, where, where can we include him in a uh, – 
You pride yourself on being a wealth of knowledge, so let's display that today. A wealth of knowledge about things that someone might have an interest in. Let's display that today. Let's Let's have some pride. Is is Jake playing today? I am playing today, Dave. What are we, one in in three with some some doozies out there? I believe you are one in three today, not your best. Hopefully I can get you back on track. So you want me to get Why it right? Why would you go into this rooting for him yeah, to get it correct? I agree. Dave, I agree I'm with Ty f- there. Why I'm would you want me to get it right? You want both of us to be fighting with you all the time? So you want to be like the good. I'm a the, fan the of yours, Dave. I love seeing brilliance and excellence. You know, oh, But I still, the goal has to be to stump me. All right, so I'll try to stump you. Well, yeah. I think I'm going to stump you, but I'm also rooting for you because I like to see you. But it's not a layup knowledge. question. You're not, not giving me a layup question. It is not a layup question. Do uh, I ever give you layup questions? No. Okay. So here's my question today. I usually go with Yankees. I'm actually going to give you a Mets question today. Oh, boy. So it deals with this season. Marcus Stroman is tied for the most wins by a Mets pitcher this season with nine wins. Who is he tied with? What was he tied with? I don't think Walker has, has nine. Um, Ironically, Stroman also has the most losses for the Mets, but that's a different story. Yeah, Walker's below 500, and DeGrom doesn't have nine. Oh, are you doing this to, this to be nasty? Because <laughs> I, I know Loop doesn't have nine. Carrasco, there's no way, has nine. I don't think it's a starter. Peterson has, like, three. McGill doesn't have nine. Is it Familia? Dave, I didn't give you a layup, and you still were able to figure it out. Correct, <laughs> my friend. Isn't that sad that Familia bad, has no, the most wins? It's bad that you're wins? a Yankees fan, but then you have to rub it in my face like that. Well, when I saw the stats this morning, I was blown away. Familia has the most wins by any Mets pitcher this season? Yeah, he's tied with Stroman. And DeGrom, <laughs> DeGrom you is wonder, You wonder, well, DeGrom's like 7-2. He hasn't pitched in though. months, though. Yeah, and DeGrom is third. It's amazing. Um, Ty, do we take one more or do we break and come no, back? No, we definitely break. Oh, we de- all right. Well, there you have it. So at least I got one right. So we're, we're now, what, two and three? Two and three. All right. And we're back for the completion of round one and round two on Stump Rothenberg. 800-919-3776. Subpar today, but brutal questions. And let's continue with the brutality. I hear it's a real tough one. Chris and Beth Page. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Dave. Uh, okay. Do you have a fair so question? Or is this going to be? Is this going to be just an ungettable no, question? Totally, you know how I know questions are fair, Dave. I'm not kidding around. When I say this. I ask people at work. They all know I'm on the segment, so I always go over with them, and I say, "Think this is a good one for them?" I swear to God, and they're like, yeah, "All right." So you, question. so you have you have great respect for the segment, don't you? A hundred percent. I bring. I make sure I bring quality. I don't want to. You know, I would never ask you. Who was in the most movies with Bruce Willis? So you found that Something to be a terrible really question. Did you find that Horrible. to be a terrible, awful? Horrible. Horrendous. Yeah. Horrendous. All right. Now you're back in my good graces. Go All ahead. Right. All right. So, Dave, in the Steinbrenner era, yeah. the Yankees have been in 11 World Series, okay? Right. Okay. In those 11 World Series, two pitchers have had at least a win and a loss in the deciding game. One of them is Andy Pettit. Who's the other? And by the way, Andy Pettit is two in one lifetime in deciding games, in clinching games. Yeah, I don't know that I'm going to know this. Um, 
So it's a, a win and a loss in the in the Steinbrenner era for a Yankees pitcher right. in the World Series. In the World No, I didn't say that. I didn't I said two pitchers have done it. Two right. pitchers. I said I said one of them. I said one of them is Pettit. I didn't say the other one was necessarily a Yankee. Well now I'm confused with your question. So it's it's a non Yankee that has had a win and a loss against the Yankees? Yes. Yes. Oh. Boy. Um All right. I I mean I have I have no idea. Let's think. I mean what world series so it's gotta be a World Series that went that went long. Um and the Yankee obviously it wasn't a sweep. Um So Steinbrenner, so so it could be seventy seven or seventy eight. Could be ninety six. So it can't be ninety eight or ninety nine. Could it be two thousand the Mets? The two thousand Mets World Series. Who won that game? The Mets won. I think John Franco won Game Three. Did Franco lose Dave, the game? Just, just, Dave, just, from, Dave, just so you don't get sidetracked. In the deciding game of the World Series, okay, there's, it's happened four times where the Yankees have lost. So this pitcher has had to have beaten the Yankees in a deciding game. He also lost a deciding game to the Yankees. So, so I'm so, just trying to, like, keep wait, it, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ty, back. do you understand the question fully? Because I, I don't I don't think I understand it 100%. So maybe you can explain it to me. Yes, it's a it's a pitcher who's both won and lost a deciding game in the last 11 So it's got to be a deciding game that he's won and lost. So so this is separate right. World Series right. that he's done this in now is what you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay, now I now I understand it. All right. So now I have to think. So one a deciding game and it's not going to be a Yankees player. Right. Um hmm. It's got to be It's not going to be – is it a Dodgers player? Uh, I Boy, this is a tough question. Uh, I bet you – I wonder if Kay two would know in my, Two people got it right in my office, I swear to God. Yeah? Yep, uh, seriously. Um, God. How, how – oh, God. I mean, it's not Gidry. A deciding game. Right. Could it be Mike Torres? Because I know he won game six of 77. So so that's what I'm thinking. Is it is it Torres? And then they lost a series. But who did they? Oh, God. I, 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 just, just to save time because I don't want it to go on forever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Mike, right, Tor- okay. M- Mike Torres. No, and I'll just tell you this. I'll give you a big hint. He was a Dodger because he lost, he lost in 77 to the Yankees. Then he came back and beat him in 81. All right, so he was a Dodger, and he lost. So it's got to be Burt Hooten then. That's exactly right, Burt Hooten. All right, well, you, you got it. I, no, I, I didn't get it. I got it with me, so we're not going to count that. So, so we're two and four. All right, so very difficult questions. Not not, not awful question there, though. Um, all right, you ready for the second round here, Let's Ty? do it. Let's do it. All right. Got to get now, back Steve, on track here. Steven Brooklyn claims he's going to complete the Daily Double. He did say that. Steve, no one has ever completed 
the Daily Double. Before I even let you ask your question here, is, the, is, there, is this a trick question that you're trying to stump me with? Not a trick question. This player is an NBA champion, well, well-known name. All right. So NBA champion, Chris Birdman Anderson. All right, so Chris Anderson, he went to a, a school that probably no one has ever heard of. And I need to think about it, but I do know it. I, oh, God, where did he go? Where did he go? I'm going to get this. Um, and he was undrafted out of the school, too. Yeah. And I know he's from California. And I know he didn't go to, to college for, for the full four years. But I can't think of Oh, uh, Blinn. Junior College in Texas, Blinn University. You got it, dude. Now, here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. If I got that wrong, Ty, he went to a junior college for, I believe, a year, maybe two. Would you have said that he stumped me with the second question? Uh, yeah, of course he did. You would? He technically stumped you. That happened. But he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, all right, so that's three and four. Let, let's go. Who else has a chance to complete the Daily Double? Sal and Duchess? No, Sal is just on for this, this portion. Yeah, just go, for this portion. Go, go ahead, Sal. You're up. Okay, um, I got a veteran and a, a new guy. Can I give you both? Uh, if Ty says it's okay, it's okay with me. No, is it okay? No, it's not. <laughs> All right. Then, then I'll do uh, the, the newer guy. I'll do Cole Beasley. Uh, Cole Beasley went somewhere in Texas. He went to was it SMU. I think he went to SMU. You got it. See you on Wednesday. I'll explain, though, Dave. It's just because I've had to turn people down before who wanted to do multiple, you know, multiple players. And I, so I got to be fair. That's fine. Uh, is Dave going for the Daily Double? He is. All right, Dave, to be the first ever to complete the Daily Double. Go. Okay, Dave, thanks. But I just want to say Chris and Beth Page. You know, come on, man. We don't knock on the callers. It's not the most horrible question I've ever heard on this segment or in the world. <laughs> if Chris Dave, all right. Well, we don't need a battle me. between you if and Chris. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, please. Oh, my God. Please just ask your question. For so the love Chris, of God. Take it easy because his question sucks. Oh my God! Stuff. Oh my God! So tell him that on your airwaves. I, I, I'll okay. be sure. I think I'm sure. He, I'm sure he heard it. Can you please, for the love yeah, of God, Andrew can you please Cohen ask your question? For defaming me. I, I think Andrew M. Cohen. Yeah, hire Andrew M. Cohen to sue Chris and Beth Page. I'm going to give you yeah, one more Chris chance. Is, I don't even know where Beth Page is. Beth Page Black. I don't go to those parts. So okay. Chris, okay. Queens, Dave. Right, Dave. Listen. You have ten seconds sorry, to ask Lester your question, Connor. or I'm going to hang up Lester, on you. I'm pissed. I'm peed off. Lester Connor. Lester Connor is that, that's an NBA player? NBA player, yeah. And he was a point guard, Not right? Old, Chris, you got me riled all day, Chris and Beth Page. Stop it. He was a point guard with the Bucks, correct? That Lester Connor? Yes. Mhm. I think he went to Oregon State. Because they were very good back you in the early it, my, 80s. You nailed it, sir. Thank yeah. you for your airways. Today. Thank you for your, your just misery today, Dave. Uh, all right, Ty, I think we've... we've uh, five and four now. Finished with some of the great callers of the day. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, I think so. All right, Jared Jeffries. Jared 
Jared, Je is he Indiana? Jared Jeffries, the big guy, right? Well, Jared. if you consider 6'11", to be big, then sure. I, I think that's a large person. Um, Jared Jeffries. I think he's. I think he went to Indiana. But now you have me. No, I, I'm. I'm confident he went this, there. This yeah, segment's I'll, not about thinking; it's about knowing. Yes, I know that Jared Jeffries went to Indiana. All right, you would be correct, my friend. Right. P.J. Tucker, Texas. Oh, look at you, Pat Connaughton. He's Notre Dame, I think. It's but now you, uh, you don't thinking. want me to think. You it's want me to, to definitively know. Yeah, Pat, Pat Connaughton played for Mike Bray at Notre Dame. Sure. Okay, sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Nick Van Exel. Uh, University of Cincinnati played for Bob Huggins. <laughs> wow. We're not throwing in the head coaches of, of these Yeah, teams. why not? Why Look not it. ramp it up a notch? I can know. I just can I just cut in? You really said the big guy? Yeah, Dave. All NBA guys are pretty big. No, but six four is not six eleven, Jake. Six four is still pretty big, Dave. But he, but I wouldn't consider six four to be a big guy. Ty, I apologize for that. That was terrible by Jake. <laughs> we will end it with um, your guy, Danny Granger. I don't know why he's your guy, but it just... I don't know. Now, Danny Granger, I believe, went to multiple schools. He did, but we're going to go with the more, I guess, notable, if you I, will. I think he went to New Mexico and Bradley. It's not about thinking. It's about knowing. I know he went to New Mexico, but first he started at Bradley. Oh, and you knew correctly. As Boom. opposed to knowing incorrectly. So you, you finished that 5-0. and You finished the day at 10-4. and uh, An auspicious beginning. You started at 2-4, and but you rallied. Uh, so you didn't quite clear the 200 games nope. over 500 mark, but we'll get to that next week. Next week, we'll, we'll get there. All right. Um, not a real Giants fan tweets in. Callers beefing at each other at Stump Rothenberg. L O L. <laughs> that was that was a very uh, odd way to end the segment. Uh, very, very odd. All right. So so there you have uh, another edition. And, and I thought there was good and bad moments of that Stump Rothenberg. 